Today we're talking about how to stay positive in the midst of pain and disease. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jessica Vallant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I'm here to bring science-based knowledge, understanding, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Today we're talking about a subject that can, on the surface, seem so cliche and simple, but is actually really complicated and has a lot of nuance and a lot of layers when you dive in. And that is how to stay positive in the body that you have, in the life that you have, when you feel pain, when you have a chronic condition or any kind of disease. And I want to talk about this because I actually get this question quite a bit in my messages and in my emails. You all have heard me talk about my own story and all of the health issues I have experienced and continue to experience. And I get a lot of questions about how to stay positive in the midst of that. So I actually want to cover that subject today. First, I want to point out that this isn't easy. This is not something I'm going to gloss over. This isn't something I'm going to make sound so easy. Like here are the three steps and you'll be happy forever. We all know that that isn't how this works. It is hard. And I am the first person to say that when you are in the midst of pain, when you're in the midst of an unknown diagnosis, when you're in the midst of testing and questions and complications and unknowns, it can feel very hard to even think of a reality where you feel positive and excited again, where you feel hopeful again. And so I want to really say that I acknowledge that and I understand it. And so everything we talk about today is going to be with that in mind, that it really does take some work on your part. It takes commitment. It takes consistency. But with those things, I truly believe some of these tips and tools I give you today can help lead you to a place of feeling more positive and more hopeful in the body and the condition that you have. So there are four different areas that we're going to discuss that I have found to be helpful when it comes to finding that positive attitude in the midst of a pain or a chronic condition or any kind of injury that you might have going on. Really, this encompasses anything about the body that you are dealing with that you find can feel discouraging or frustrating or upsetting or confusing. Okay, so we want to find some kind of positive attitude, some feeling of hope in the midst of those kinds of things. The first point we're going to touch on isn't actually an easy one. It might be the hardest one of them all. And that is the fact that this is a choice. No, it is not a choice if you've been diagnosed with a disease. It is not a choice if you're experiencing infertility. It is not a choice if your knee is swollen and you can't get out of bed or kneel on the ground with your kids or your grandkids. Those aren't choices. But what is a choice is how we approach those things and the attitude we have. And I am the first to say that that is not 
easy. I am not glossing over this whatsoever, and I'm not trying to tell you, just make a different choice. It's simple because it is not. When you're in the midst of those things, when you wake up from surgery and you are given information that you didn't expect, it can seem almost impossible to choose to be positive. And I have been there. I woke up from my second abdominal surgery being told that I had a frozen pelvis, being told that I probably wouldn't be able to have another child, that we would have to go through IVF. And oh, by the way, while we were in there, we found a growth on your liver and we're referring you to an oncologist because we're not sure what it is. And then they sent me on my way. And for a good two to three weeks, I went down a rabbit hole of confusion and being upset and being really scared. I researched everything I could find on Dr. Google about liver growths. I started looking into IVF and all the scary stories. I really focused on all of the things that could go wrong and it took me into a scary place. But that is what happened. I couldn't find a step in the positive direction. I couldn't find anything hopeful to grab onto. And at some point I realized I couldn't stay there. I was not living my best in that place. I wasn't being a good parent. I wasn't being a good Pilates teacher or physical therapist or husband or community member. And I wasn't happy. When I looked at it, I was miserable and I was making myself more miserable by choosing to stay in that place. I did not have power to choose a different diagnosis. I couldn't reach in and change my anatomy, but I could change how I looked at it. And so slowly I did. And it truly started with a choice. I chose to look at my daughter and be grateful that she was there. And I couldn't get past that necessarily. That was all I had for a few days. But that's what I did step by step. I started to move my body again. I started to focus on what I could do. I started to make a different choice. And those will have ups and downs in your life. There will be times where it's easy to make that choice. There will be times it's very hard to make that choice. But what I can tell you is that making a choice is like working a muscle in the gym. The more you work that muscle, the stronger you will get in it. And it feels hard at first. And it feels like you're walking uphill against a heavy weight. But the more you do it, the more you make a conscious choice to try to feel positive, the more it will start to strengthen in your life and become more of a natural occurrence. So when those fears come up, when the confusion comes up or the sadness or the frustration, stop and see if there's a different choice you can make in that moment. Start with the choice. The second thing I feel really helps in trying to stay and feel positive in your body is to become an active participant in it. Become an active participant in your body, in your healing, and in the steps you take to figure out what's going on, to feel better, and to make those lifelong choices for your health. When you do have a diagnosis, when you're given a diagnosis, when you have an injury, when you have even symptoms that you can't interpret, when those come up, it's easy to feel like something is happening 
to you. It's easy to feel like something has been given to you that you didn't ask for. And yes, on the basic level, that is the truth. We didn't ask for these things. That being said, they were given to us and we can take some power back by choosing to be an active participant. So what do I mean by that? I mean that you ask questions. So when you're with a doctor, a healthcare professional, you ask questions, you ask a lot of them, write down the answers, seek out information from either other healthcare professionals or trusted resources that you have or that you can find write things down, take notes, take notes about how you feel on a daily basis, take notes about how certain foods make you feel or how a certain amount of sleep made you feel, take notes about workouts that you did, try new things, see how it feels, check in with yourself. It's a constant process, but the more you do it, the more you will start to feel in charge of your body. You can fight that label that you may have been given or those symptoms that you are experiencing that no one can categorize. You can start to work past that and remember that you are not defined by those things. You are a whole and complete being who is experiencing a disease or a condition or a pain, or an injury, or an inflammation. You are a person experiencing those things. You are not those things. I truly believe the more you can start taking ownership over that and start getting to know your body and really start owning the choices that you make in your own treatment or in your own daily activities, the more you will start to automatically feel a little more positive in this simply because you will feel your own strength and power and you will start to get away from that idea that things are happening to you and that you can actually respond in a way that feels much more independent and safe and powerful in your life. And if that sounds overwhelming, which I know it can, I know it can be easy for me to say being in the medical profession, I understand the language, I know how to speak it, and if you are not in that place, I know it can feel very overwhelming to even interpret what you have going on. So if you're in that place where it feels overwhelming, take small steps. Again, go back to the idea of you choosing how to move on any given day and then doing your own trial and error to see how that feels. Or the next time you do go to your doctor, maybe you write down things and you haven't done that before. Maybe you come with one or two brand new questions. Or maybe you seek out a healthcare professional online that you can do a consult with simply to gain a little more hope and information. So whatever it is, take even one small step today to start to feel that you are an active participant in your own body and in your own healing. The third thing that I do to stay positive in my body is to focus on what I can do, not on what I can't do. And this truly is a mantra that has carried with me since my first diagnosis of endometriosis. I woke up from my very first surgery in 2005, was told I had endo, was told that it was not curable, 
It would never go away. I would probably have trouble having kids and I would learn how to manage it. And those were my choices. So from that moment forward, I knew I needed to find things I could do because everyone around me, my doctors, every bit of research I did, everything online told me instead what I couldn't do. And that wasn't helpful to me. It was sending me again kind of into that rabbit hole, into that black hole of just feeling very overwhelmed and very discouraged. So I knew I needed to find what I could do. That means what movement can I do that feels good? What can I eat that really feels good to my body? What options are there medically that might help? What can I do? And since that moment, that truly has been something I have lived by. I have always focused on now what I can do. Same once my prolapses came along, once I had surgery. Yes, I have lifelong precautions I have to follow. There are certain workouts I absolutely cannot do and I wouldn't even try. But you won't see me out there banging my head against the wall about the things that I can't do. You won't find me trying those over and over and over again, determined to make it work. If I know that I either can't do them because they are an absolute contraindication or precaution for my surgeon or my doctor, or I know I can't do them because I've tried and it really <laughs> ends up with a bad result every time, if they're in those categories of cannot do, I'm not going to try them anymore. Why put myself through them? Instead, I'm going to take this limited time that I have to move every day and do the things I can do. I'm going to do the things that I love and that feel good. And then I'm going to try new things that kind of fall into those categories because the more you do the things that you can do, the more strength you build, the more motor memory you build, the more confidence you build, the more safety you feel in your body, which then allows you to try new things and be successful successful in them instead of focusing on the things you can't do or continuing to try things in those categories. I have found that when I look at the large body of exercises out there to choose from, there are so many things that I can do and that I enjoy that I don't even think about the things that I can't do anymore. But it's because I have focused so much on building that area of what I can do. I have given myself so many options to choose from that it feels freeing now. It feels encouraging. It feels exciting. And that is where you will get to if you continue to focus on what you can do. It is a really big strategy that I use for my own physical therapy and Pilates clients. And I think it's invaluable that when you start, if movement is new to you, start building those small things that you can do. And the list might seem tiny to start with, but write them down. Find some workouts you can do at home. Maybe it's just a walk around your block. Whatever it is, write it down. This is what I can do. And you continue over time to build that list as you feel safer, as you feel stronger, as you feel better. You build that list of what you can do. And as that gets bigger, it really becomes harder actually to focus on what you can't do. Yes, that will rear its ugly head sometimes, and it still does for me. I will still get triggered on social media when I see a woman who's given birth to three kids and is running a marathon, and I think, how can you do that? My body 
broke after? What was wrong with me that I can't do that? Like, what did I do wrong? And sometimes that trigger will happen. So all of these tips are not to say that you'll never go to that place again because it is human nature. We will. Those thoughts may come up. The key is, can you turn it around quickly and not stay there? Can you not dwell in that place? And that's what I can do now. I can see it. Yes, it might discourage me for a moment. And then I move past it because I remember what I can do. Okay, nope, I can't run that. I could never run that marathon. But you know what I can do? I can go out and walk around the lake with my kids. I was able to push the stroller with my babies in them and have amazing time with them in that way. I look at what I can do. And that really, that shift in your thinking, that mind frame shift can have all the difference when it comes to believing in your body and the movement you can do. And the final piece for me about staying positive in my body is going to sound very cliche, but it is absolute truth. I focus on what I'm thankful for. I focus on what I can do. It relates back to that on what you can do or what you do have. So for me, I focus on the fact that I can get out of bed in the morning. I can walk to the bathroom. I can shower by myself. I have worked with enough clients in my life to know that that is an absolute gift. There are people out there, and you might be one of them, who just getting out of bed is difficult, who might not be able to walk. So that alone helps me to be grateful for my body. And then I go deeper. What was I able to do today? I was able to go and pick up my kids from school. I, when I'm done recording this podcast, I get to go to the gym. I get to move my body. I get to lift some weights. Maybe not like the person next to me, but I get to do that. And I am unbelievably grateful for it. But the biggest thing for me, and I recommend you find something like this, find a guidepost that you can always look to when your body frustrates you, when it makes you sad, when you wish things were different, find a guidepost. And for me, it's my two kids. I had a diagnosis that said I might never get pregnant. I was told it would be very hard. And then we got pregnant with our daughter and had our beautiful baby girl. And then I went through three years of infertility. We were told we had a 10% chance of getting pregnant on our second round of IVF. And after many steps with that, we were given our beautiful baby boy and had him. And I can never, ever be upset with my body because it gave me my babies when everyone said it wouldn't be able to it did and that is my ultimate guidepost and I know that story isn't everyone's story I know that I am so lucky to be able to say that and that is why I can be grateful in the midst of everything else because truly I would take it all again if it meant that I would have them I would go through all of it again So see if there's one, one guidepost that you can look to like that. And what I mean by that is on the darkest days, in the hardest times, when nothing else shines through, 
when it's hard to make that choice, when you can't be an active participant, when you can't focus on what you can do, when nothing feels like it is going to work, you can go back to that one thing, that one thing that might shine through the darkness, through the dark clouds, that one ray of sunshine that might shine through that you can grab and say, ah, but I have that, but I'm thankful for that. And it is going to be different for everyone. And truly, it could be the fact that you were able to get up and make a cup of coffee. Okay? But it is something, something that you can hold on to so that you can remember to be thankful. Thankful for the body that you have despite everything else that you might be feeling. And not to minimize any of that. I want to absolutely acknowledge wherever you are. I want to acknowledge the pain that you feel. I want to acknowledge the loneliness, the frustration, the confusion. I know it's there and we are not trying to minimize it at all. I simply want to help give you some tools to step out of that a little bit. To realize that they can live together. A little bit of pain and confusion can live with the gratitude and the hope and the focusing on what you can do. So this doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be eliminated forever. It means that you have some tools to apply starting right now to start to feel that positivity so that you can, one, make a choice Make a choice each day or in each situation to find something positive or to choose to feel positive. Two, that you become an active participant. So you gain knowledge, you do some research, you start to realize that you are a person who happens to be going through a diagnosis or a pain or a condition, but you are not defined by that condition. That you focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. And that finally you find something, maybe many things, but if it can't be many yet, that's okay. That you find at least one thing that you can be grateful for, that you can grab onto each day when things feel hard. Remember, feeling positive in and about your body is a practice and a process And the more you take the steps to do it, the more you're building that muscle so it starts to feel a little easier and a little more automatic. Give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of patience along the way. And remember, you are not alone. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you soon. As always, thank you so much for stopping by today. If you have a moment, please rate and review this podcast as it helps us out tremendously. For more workouts and resources, you can come over to my website, my YouTube channel, or join my unlimited community. Links for those are below.